Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I am Keith Pazel. We did it. You're here. iTunes, Spotify, however the fuck you got here, you did it, and we're happy you did it. We're here. Uh, we're plowing through a little bit of Disney Plus today. I subscribed today. I became a part of the the legion that is Disney Plus. Been nothing but people on social media talking about how if fucking it's everybody trying to every comedian on Twitter right now is trying to make their obscure Disney Plus reference of like you know everybody's talking about Star Wars but if you know if Cheetah Girls isn't on fucking Disney Plus I'm out but there is some fucking obscure shit on there it's worth every penny and I think Disney Plus did it properly because they were like all this content Hulu Disney Plus $12 we're giving it to you for 12 fucking dollars and you're just like hell fucking yeah dude hell yeah I've been plowing through the X-Men animated series I watched the first two episodes of that Mandalorian show they're doing also a great thing is they're not doing binge shit so they're they're releasing episode by episode and people were furious about it but it's you're gonna it's gonna yield all sorts of cool results i still maintain that tv was better when you had to wait a week to see the episode i i came up in the lost era where the tv show lost was fucking all over the place and i really think a good reason why that show was so popular is because it would air and then you had a week to talk about whatever the fuck was happening in that episode you had a week excuse me to theorize and I feel like with the way streaming goes now is you watch the whole season in a third oh fuck god damn you really shouldn't drink half of a super big gulp before you start doing a podcast Whatever, burps aside, it's great so far. The Mandalorian's a great show. Got Baby Yoda. I don't know if it's Yoda, but it's it's whatever fucking alien race Yoda is. They got a baby version of that, and holy Christ balls, is it so cute. It's so adorable. So they're killing it with that. They have an entire section just labeled 90s, which made me come immediately. You got Darkwing Duck. You got Bonkers. You have the Mighty Ducks TV show. Uh, Boy Meets World. And that's just the stuff that is like 90s touchstone shit. Most of the shit on here is 90s. They got the fucking Incredible Hulk TV show. They got the Fantastic Four TV show. All that shit. They don't have The Last Jedi up yet. Which I wonder if they're backpedaling. Because that's been the most criticized of all the new Star Wars movies. And I wonder if them not putting that out is them kind of, you know, wanting to get... Because everybody's so excited about the content that's on here. And I think they want only positive shit coming out of this opening. So they were like, let's hold off on putting up probably the most polarizing Star Wars film ever before we get, you know, on the launch. Let's at least wait until after launch day to put out 
the movie that everybody hated the most. But it's loaded with the goods. They really knew what they were doing releasing this. And now you have Netflix backpedaling hard because after Disney Plus was released to, I would say, universal acclaim and success, now you have Netflix doing this like Nickelodeon shit. They're going to team with Nickelodeon to basically put out the content, all the rest of the content that's not owned by Disney is going to be put out on this Nickelodeon thing probably. Which, I mean, I'll get it as long as it's not any any extra. Like if they just make a special kidsy ver- side of Netflix, which they already have, but throw some cool shit on there. Power Rangers. Fucking Biker Mice from Mars. That one cyber samurai show with Matthew Lawrence where he would go inside of a computer and fight virus ninjas inside of his computer which was you know ahead of its time if i'm being quite honest with you what else was there that's non-disney uh you know even disney stuff they don't have fucking kids incorporated on disney plus let's figure out that what if it gets dirty what if they start stealing disney content because i think the disney channel used to have stuff that like was on their channel but not them You know what I mean? Was Flash Forward like a Disney product? Or were they just giving them, you know, their bandwidth? Were they just letting them use their shit for that? Who knows? But that would be dope to have on there. But I want to see some Biker Mice from Mars. Some Double Dragon. Every season of the Power Rangers. What else? Beekman's World. Give me a little fucking Beekman in this bitch. That rat dude that was, well, really just a guy in a rat suit. Like, it, you know, I love Beekman, but were we supposed to believe he was a rat or was that supposed to be the thing that like this is my creepy, possibly, you know, inappropriate with women partner that dresses up like a rat? I don't know. I don't know what was going on. It was Beekman's world. So, who the fuck knows what the consent laws were like in Beekman's world. But, he did cool experiments. I got a little X-Men going on right now as we speak. I will say the one thing that I've noticed just all day watching these shows is you're reminded at how garbage the animation was back then. Like, it, I don't think it was anything groundbreaking. Like, when I was watching the X-Men show as a kid, like I don't remember going, like, holy Christ, this looks incredible. But it was acceptable. It was acceptable technology. Like, in 1995, when I was watching this show, in no way was I ever like, oh, this looks garbage. I was fucking enthralled by it. It was like a goddamn soap opera. Seven-year-old Keith was enamored with X-Men. No complaints about it. And I don't have any complaints about it now, but you you watch it after just years of groundbreaking technology and everybody wanting movies to look like you're inside the fucking thing. You know, it's just weird to go back and watch these shows where it's just so fucking blurry and you could see where they're layering it, like the outlines of the characters are constantly in flux and moving, and it's not, it's just so clearly not high definition. 
These are beggars' problems. I also like that people are just now finding out quirks about these shows that I knew because I fucked with them on DVD. Like this X-Men show. A big thing about this show is, like many kids' shows, there's multiple different episode orders. Like there's the episode, there's the order that they wrote the show in. And in most cases, the episode that they wrote the show in is the correct order. And that's how you're supposed to watch it. But sometimes, since it takes a long time to make these cartoons, a lot of times one will be done before the other one. So they'll just say like, oh, let's air this one for filler until you're done with this whole chunk. And X-Men did that like in the middle of the third season. They did that aggressively. Like there's episodes from the fourth season that aired during the third season because they were like done because they were single episodes so they were done with those but they weren't done with like the whole phoenix saga chunk so they had to air like there's an episode like season three episode 18 and then the next episode season four episode one airs and then they go back to season three so when they release these this show on dvd Everybody knew like you have to go on the internet and look at the order that they were written in and that's how you watch them. But it shows how detached that like the people at the company actually are because Disney didn't know that because they this is the their first time of actually I think legitimately releasing these fucking episodes. I think they started to do it on DVD right when DVDs got out of popularity. Like, Chappelle Show came out, uh, Man Stroke Woman, The Office was another one, a big DVD box set show that took off, and then they started releasing the X-Men shows, and then right when they did it, the internet fucking popped off, and they stopped releasing DVDs, so I don't think they got this far. Like, I don't think they ever released the entire show in one chunk. So this is where the bootleggers were ahead of actual Disney is people who were bootlegging the show on DVD were well aware of how the show was out of order. But the people who were at the company and quote unquote legit people who actually made the show weren't aware. So when they put the show on Disney Plus, they didn't correct it. So now you have millions of people who are paying six ninety nine to twelve ninety nine a month for a show that's aggressively out of order after the third season that you really do have to go and look at a list of shows and like okay this is the next one you can't do that magic just let it roll into the next one you got to do the work us people who were ste- been stealing content for all these years we've been doing the goddamn work x-men's great though great and but it is like there are parts where you kind of roll your eyes like storm in this she's like it's a great rendition of storm very much like she is in the comic book personality wise but the way she talks is fucking crazy like when she's about to do her fucking her storm shit because the technology wasn't as advanced and they couldn't really animate whatever the fuck they wanted like nowadays you can animate whatever the fuck you want. So you don't have to verbalize much. You could just show it on the screen. <clears throat> but for this show, that really wasn't there. You really were limited with your animation unless you wanted to fucking spend a bajillion goddamn dollars. So in this, whenever Storm will do her powers, she'll describe it 
very fucking hilariously. Like she'll be in the air and she'll just be like, I summon forth the winds of the water. And she'll just fucking, you'll just see a big breeze blowing off the ocean or something like that. She always overly describes in a dramatized way. I bring forth the see this is how good of a comedian I am I'm struggling for descriptive words right here but you get what I say it's always it always starts with that I use my elemental power to bring forth the strength of the snow let it be cold and it's always just something like that it's fucking great but they can't it's since they can't really show you how great her powers are do they have to like vo- like verbalize it she has to tell you you know it's like she's fucking de- delivering a speech at the grand opening of a building or something like that it's fucking hilarious though oh shit she's doing it right here she's about to take she took this robot down with snow and and it was clearly nighttime and cloudless where there wasn't snow, now there be, let there be flurries. I summon forth the lake effect snow in, I bring forth the snow of the northwest Indiana area. You will be dusted off like the region. You'll look like Munster, Indiana on a school day. Saying shit like that, summoning weather, storms the shit. She's like an African goddess or some bullshit. See, that's when you know she's fucking all about the humanitarian shit. This bitch is married to the Black Panther. The king of fucking Wakanda. Fucking, this motherfucker is dealing in vibranium, dude. All the money in the world and she's tooling around with the X-Men. She's barely ever... And I think they got some problems, though. I think they have their marital problems. I wish Kevin was here from the Journey into Nerdery podcast, my co-host from the Journey into Nerdery podcast. But he he is not. Um, what else? Other stuff happened. Alicia, my beautiful girlfriend, is in Japan, so I've been alone for the week, and it's been a fucking disaster. Not really. But it has shown me how necessary she is to my life as far as just structure. Like, I've just been staying up late. Like, it's fucking one forty in the morning right now, and I have to be up at 6? It's like four and a half hours from now. And I'll tell you something right now. The process of putting this episode up is not easy. I'm going to be up till 3 in the morning, guys. So you're welcome. 3 in the morning Pacific time. You cocksuckers are going to be getting up for work. I'm going to be posting this episode for you guys. Losing sleep, which they tell me is taking years off of my life. But who's counting? So I'm late. So I got that. I didn't do the dishes for almost an entire week. You got that. You know, I ran out of toilet paper the other day and I kind of just didn't take a shit. I had the money to go buy toilet paper. But instead of leaving the house and being a productive person, I was just like, well, I just won't shit. That was my move. Where like I, when I run out of something, I'm just like, well, I don't do this anymore. If I run out of food, I'm just like, well, 
I'm a water guy now. Looks like I'm just drinking water. Looks like I'm living like a lizard. Just licking moisture off any rock I pass. You know, I think that might just might be a general dude thing, but that's really how I operate. Like, I don't pre-budget anything. I just fucking, like, when I'm out, I'm out. When I'm out of toilet paper, unless um, unless I pass a 7-Eleven, or see, that's even where my brain goes when I go to toilet paper. I'll go to 7-Eleven. Unless I pass a Target or a Ralph's on my way to buy weed, I'm not thinking about it. Or comic books, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about toilet paper. I almost got it in my Colin Cowherd voice. I'm not thinking about it. Joy. Joy, what are you you buy the toilet paper in your house, right? Maybe Dak Prescott comes over. You need a fresh roll for Dak. Or maybe you make Mitch, make Mitch Trubisky go out and buy your fucking toilet paper. He's a toilet paper guy. Love the cow herd. Love the cow. I missed a day of fucking work. That was probably the most serious thing. That wouldn't have happened if she was here. Because she's usually... Like she, I feel like, I don't know if she does for sure, but I just feel like she has little fucking like backups in case I don't wake up. She's woken me up for work before. Like I've slept a little past my alarm and she's been like, Hey, get up. So I, I mixed up my days. So I, I fucking slept in one day. I thought I was off, but I wasn't. And I missed an entire day of work. And because she wasn't here, I didn't, like, give a shit. Like, if she was here, I'd feel bad because she'd be disappointed in me. Like, a loved one should be. Like, my parents weren't enough. They weren't enough. If they were disappointed in me more, then I wouldn't be a college dropout comedian doing a podcast alone in his studio apartment. The studio apartment that he really only pays a third for because that's all he can afford. And his girlfriend loves him, so she's like, okay, but like, not okay, but okay, but she loves me. If they were disappointed in me a little more, I wouldn't be that, but I'm a good guy, you know, and dogs like me, which goes a long way with most humans. If you connect up with someone's dog, they'll fucking, they'll let you live with them, dude. They'll give you a key to their house. Walk my dog, which basically means smoke my weed. In my head, when Keith Pazel processes that, and you're like, hey, come over and walk my dog. I'm just like, all right, if there's weed out, I'm smoking it. You know, that's how this guy works. I had a roommate who was a weed dealer. And sometimes he'd go away on like month-long trips. He'd go visit his parents. And sometimes I would want to call him up and just be like, dude, you know I'm smoking your weed, right? Like, that's why you left it, right? But then, like, a classic roommate, he'd come back and be like, hey, did you smoke some of my weed? And I would just be like, no, no, completely not, completely not. That's when you know you've caught someone up in a lie, when they deny something, but the denial doesn't really make sense. When they're just like, did you fucking, did you eat, I set a plate of food away for myself and it's not there anymore. Did you eat it? And you're just like, no, completely not, completely not did I do that. 
And they're just like, yeah, you did. You didn't say it correctly. So obviously, obviously you didn't rehearse. But what else happened besides being an, uh, a lonely failure while my girlfriend's out in Japan? She bought me some cool shit, though. She went off. I would say the only positive thing I did while she was gone was fucking subscribe to Disney Plus. Um, watch the MLS Cup final, which was, to be quite honest with you, it was the only reason it was an exciting game is because Seattle's fans are fucking dope and they fucking jam packed that stadium, which is an NFL stadium. I think it was like 70, almost 70,000 people. I think 68,000 people. I could look up the official number, but Jesus Christ, that would involve turning my chair over to the right and I don't want to do that. I just want to sit here and talk to you while I watch X-Men the animated series. So there was a lot of people very palpable energy inside of uh what is it called Quest Field, I think is the it's gone through a myriad of fucking titles. It's where the Seahawks play for people who aren't for non-MLS people. But the Sounders played Toronto FC, like I said in last last week's episode. That's not really a matchup I was fucking psyched about. It's been this is the third out of the last four MLS Cup Finals that has featured these two teams. Seattle won it in sixteen. Toronto won it in seventeen, and then you had Atlanta win it last year. And then this year it was again. And then even last year, like Atlanta was a nice little shakeup. Like fucking dope. A new team, Atlanta United won it, but they played Portland and Portland is in it every year. Every year it's fucking Seattle, it's Portland, or it's Toronto. I just want to see some new blood. I want to see some of that new damn blood in there, that boy. Even if it's New York City FC, like they're oh good every year, but they never go deep into the playoffs. Get at least fucking some Red Bulls. If it's going to be one of the major markets, even the the Galaxy at this point, even are even aren't as huge as they used to be, in uh, the the MLS Cup playoffs. So zero zero game for most of it. I think even after the second half, it was zero zero, and then Seattle got off the hump first. Uh, they ultimately won two to nothing. Uh, Toronto really just played like they, they played like a team that got lucky in the playoffs. And this is what the, I would say is the, where the teams were like the best teams not making it to the final. This is where the viewers suffer is because the playoffs are a long, hard, almost month long slog. So you have these teams like Toronto that fucking bobbed and weaved their way through the playoffs and played their best fucking soccer and ran their legs ragged to get through the fucking playoffs because they had to because they weren't as good as most of the teams in the playoffs. And then when they get there, they don't have enough to get through a Seattle team that, quite frankly, wasn't as good as LAFC was in the regular season or even on paper wasn't as good as them. So, you know, I just feel like if any other two teams were playing that were better than these two. It would have been a more exciting game. But Seattle won two to nothing. Two MLS Cups in four years. It's good stuff. I'm happy for them. I'm ha- and I'm also happy that they won it at home in front of their dope-ass fans. That's two MLS Cups in a row of 
A, 70 plus thousand attendances, which is great for MLS. It's great for American soccer. Uh, and two dope ass fan bases that fucking get into it and lay down a little bit of that TIFO and fucking do the shit right. Fucking take a cue. We need to take a cue now that we have a big ass stadium, at least for a little bit until we build our soccer specific one, which I think we'll inevitably have to build. Uh, let's take a cue from Atlanta and Seattle and fucking get rowdy in this bitch. I know Chicago fans can get rowdy. All right, I've been to Sox and Cubs games. We'll run out onto a field if if we fucking feel like it. Speaking of the fire next season, we're going to do it with a new head coach. Unknown yet, but it's not going to be Velko Ponovich. They finally fired him. And I don't even mean finally in a, like, let's get this motherfucker out of here kind of way, but I mean in, like, uh, we can finally have a different style of play. Like, I think four years is enough. I don't like when they do it after one and two years. I think you need a few to kind of get a regiment down and to get your crew in there. And that's a little bit on Nelson Rodriguez. Ponovich never really had... I don't think they ever really kind of signed the players he wanted. And I think I kind of think he was always working with what he had and couldn't really establish an identity because he didn't have players to establish that identity with. Uh, now, the argument to that is a good coach kind of can create what he needs with what he has. He should be able to mold that clay, even if it's shitty clay. You could make it look cool. You can make a cool sculpture, a cool soccer sculpture. But four years was enough. You know, when if you want to, you know, you're moving to a new stadium, back to the city, doing this soft rebrand. Uh, and I just don't think you can talk all that shit about a new dawn and a new day. And I'm feeling good. I don't think you can talk all that shit and just keep the same stagnant head coach of like, yeah, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, but we're going to do it with the same head coach that hasn't produced any results outside of one playoff appearance and then getting dusted off by Red Bulls. So why would you bring this guy in? Let's fucking wipe it clean. Fire all the coaches. Let's get a whole new crew in there. Let's get some of that knee blood. There was a list of candidates. Let's pull that up. Well, I pull that up, I will, because we're watching X-Men. And there was a part of this show, because there's a couple scenes. One just popped up now where, like, whenever they want to be incognito, they just put on, like, a Hawaiian shirt and a hat. And that's how they disguise themselves as not mutants. Ooh. Dude, I'm fucking terrible at typing on a phone. Chicago 4, coach. I spelled it with an O. Okay, here we go. Who should replace Ponovich? This is from... Just to give it a little credit, this is from Hot Time in Old Town, which is the SB Nation blog for the Chicago Fire. Um, for Jose Mourinho is like the joke guy. I don't think he'd ever come. Like this article states, like Mourinho usually demands a world-class squad, 
Like, I don't think he's ever brought a team up from nothing, like trained a young squad and like made them better. I think the his, the Porto team that he won the Champions League with was like a team that he molded from the ground up. But outside of that, he's managed for teams that have fucking billions of dollars. So I don't know if he would come to MLS with all dude. There's crazy salary restrictions. Even when I play with an MLS team and fucking football manager, it's so goddamn annoying. All the salary caps and the fucking allocated money and the targeted allocated money and then there's foreign designated players and then there's regular designated players and then there's like all sorts of slots and caps it's fucking insane god bless any general manager of a soccer team that understands that shit that's probably why nelson rodriguez is trash is because he can't fucking figure out the caps he probably wants to sign people and they're just like well you're fucking two thousand dollars over the limit like i get you don't want to fucking have it be a money-driven league but there are times in football manager where you're like fifteen hundred dollars over the salary cap and you're kind of just like can't i just pay it can't you just like write me a ticket like an mls ticket like a soccer moving violation and i'll pay that fucker off and then i could get fucking Rafinha to play midfield for me can I do that but no they can't because they want all the teams to be fair now to their credit it does it does have parity to the league because you could be MLS is probably the only soccer league in the world where you could be last place and not get relegated but basically go from being a garbage team one year to being really good like look at the fire in 2015 they were garbage and then in 16 they made the playoffs i think they finished third in the fucking conference it was a great year they got their asses whooped in the playoffs but it was a good year and then since then they've been pure dog shit but hopefully it's a new dawn it's a new day and they're feeling good but jose Mourinho is not going to be the head coach of the fire that was just fucking talking shit. They got C.J. Brown as one of the the people to take over. He he used to play for the Fire. Uh, I think he has been an assistant for New York City FC, but he's never actually fucking head coached a squad. Which I would think when you're when you need results right away, like we kind of need to be good right away. Uh, so I think you kind of need an established dude. The next choice who I think would be dope and you need to pay a little bit of money to lure over is uh, Miguel Herrera from Club America. Now, I fucking hate Club America. Don't ever let it be said that I am a fan of Club America. They're fucking Mexican Real Madrid. They're pure trash. Fucking Kings team horseshit huge fucking stadium that they can't ever fill any of their fans because they're getting their heads cut off in the streets from MS-13. Uh, I'm kidding, obviously. I don't know if that is happening right outside the stadium, but uh, it's happening somewhere. Yeah, he, he's got a good winning record. He wins wherever the fuck he goes. Um, the cons, he's fat. Uh, 
so yeah, but I guess everybody was saying that Ponovich was like volatile with the players because he was stern and Turkish. Uh, and Herrera is no different. So in that sense, if you want to have Miguel Herrera, you just have a six, you have Velko Ponovich, but someone who has a proven winning record, unlike Ponovich did. I mean, Ponovich won like the U17 World Cup, but who gives a fuck? Uh, Chris Armas, who is the manager of New York Red Bulls. Um, I don't know. Another fucking former player coach. That doesn't really fucking catch my fancy at all. We should have got Henri, even though he was trash with Monaco. Montreal Impact just hired fucking Thierry Henri, which makes sense. He's French. He could talk all that fucking bullshit with them out there. So it makes sense. But the fire could have scooped up on him. Uh, so yeah, th- this fucking article wants Chris Armas just cause he's a successful head coach, but I don't know. I say go with the Mexican. What else could happen? How bad could it be? But who knows? I look forward to a, a, a new season without Ponovich in a new stadium, hopefully with a rockin' ass fan base and get some fucking wins on the board, dude. What else is going down? Villa fucking lost their ass to Wolves. The real Wolves team, not the fucking children that they played in the football in the League Cup. And the children that they're probably going to play against Liverpool, they're going to play Liverpool in the quarterfinal. And Liverpool's all fucking pissed because it like conflicts with the Champions League or some shit. One of those competitions. It's the fucking double-edged sort of fucking managing a great team and I should know because I manage a great team and football manager but you play a lot of fucking games and you got to fucking man manage but uh Klopp's furious he was gonna like protest and not play the league cup game uh but he they've already basically said that they're gonna play a completely rotated team so it's gonna be Villa almost a guaranteed semi-final if you lose to some 15 year olds dog you need to fucking relegate yourselves to relegate yourselves, fam. You kidding me, blood? You're going to lose this motherfucker. Can't even drive a fucking trolley, bruv. Oh, talking all that kind of shit, dude. I want to get good at talking that British jive, dude. The way Tottenham fans talk when they draw against Crystal Palace. Dude, I want to fucking talk that kind of shit. But I'm not fucking... You're not educated enough, man. You're a passenger. You're fucking dead weight. You're a scab, bruv. A fucking skin tag. You got Harry Kane out here like a skin tag on the field, bruv. Just fucking hang in there, man. Right? Am I doing it correctly? So, yeah, Villa fucking lost to Wolves. Uh, They kind of got to fucking string together some shit because they're coming up on a run of of games where they can really kind of get, rele- get s- spookily close. Uh, boy, that sounded racist. That sounded real racist. What I just said right there, scarily instead of that. Yeah, scarily. Uh, they can get really fucking close. So let me look at their upcoming schedule here. So they got Newcastle on the twenty fifth after the fucking lame ass international break, which we're coming up on right now. Which they have to beat Newcastle. 
100% have to beat Newcastle. Newcastle's relegation fucking candidates alongside them right now. Uh, it, it would be good to get one over on Steve Bruce's fucking cabbage-headed ass. Because uh, then you have Manchester United coming up, which as of right now, the way United's playing, that is a winnable game. But they are Manchester United. They were in the Champions League last year. You got to respect them. You got to respect them, fam. Uh, and then you got Chelsea. That's a loss. Chelsea's fucking flying off their ass right now. The only thing I that think that can help Villa is that Dean Smith knows how to p- combat Tammy Abraham because he fucking managed him. Leicester City at the beginning of the year, I would say, is a guaranteed win, or at least they should win, but now I think that's a loss. Sheffield United, you got to beat. Southampton, you got to beat. Norwich, you got to beat. Watford. So in the next few, though, like, see what I'm saying, though? Like, if you don't beat Newcastle, if you lose to Newcastle and then lose to Manchester United, you have two guaranteed losses after that. So Villa could lose four in a row real quick right here if you don't beat Newcastle and then kind of have to beat Manchester United you're because you know you got to get something dude this is a fucking tough run tough run coming up but after that Leicester City game it's fucking smooth sailing until Manchester City again but yeah I think that's it what else big happened can run through some fucking soccer big stories right here real quick let's look at the 16 teams qualified for euro 2016 i really don't give a fuck about international soccer but just for fucking posterity so belgium italy russia poland ukraine spain turkey france england czech republic sweden croatia austria netherlands germany i couldn't tell you if any of those were like shock upsets uh yeah who cares? International soccer is so fucking lame. Like, who gives a fuck? Jose Mourinho's keeping tabs on the Tottenham job. He wants the Arsenal job. He wants the Tottenham job. This motherfucker wants to go to London. Real fucking bad. You don't want to come out here to Chicago? That's what I was going to say about the Mourinho thing coming to the fire. I think that would be a test of a coach. Because... A lot of English soccer, in my opinion, this is just me spitting femme. I think a lot of managing soccer in those big leagues is just kind of managing the personalities and the money kind of does the work for you. Like the money buys the quality. And as long as, you know, you got to have your tactics down. You can't just send them out like it's the fucking big green. Just fucking a bunch of broke kids playing in a fucking grass field. So you got to have some sort of knowledge. I'm not saying these fuckers are, you know, knowledgeless, but you know, when you got world-class players, you know, how hard is it to really get them to go? You know, unless they all fucking Paul Pogba you and hate you and just put their foot down and refuse to play. But I think if a true test of managerial talent is you come to MLS where the money's tight and you really have to fucking coach these cocksuckers. Let's see what you let's see what you got, Jose Mourinho. I'll take Unai Emery. Fucking see what he can do. Let's see what he can do with these fucking scrubs. Um anything else? See, this is and that's also what sucks about international break is it just takes up the news. Nothing happens. 
Manchester City's going to avoid fucking a Champions League ban, but of course they are. You know, the fucking they don't want Manchester City to not be in the Champions League because then some other boring ass team like Wolves will fucking get in. They don't want that. They want the big teams and the big names. You know, as much as people hate it, they watch it. John Terry linked with Hearts. Who cares? Really isn't a lot of fucking big news. I think that's it. I think we fucking petered to the end here. I've done my standard 40 solo minutes. Uh, we did it. You know, we're here. We we subscribe to Disney Plus, And we're a part of the future. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back probably a little earlier than next week. Me and Crocious are going to watch Midway. The, like the, we're going to watch the real movie Midway in theaters and then for the next episode we're going to watch the shitty version of midway and compare the two because anytime there's a big blockbuster movie right before it comes out a low-grade garbage movie company will release a shitty version of that same movie like when the black dahlia with jake gillillenhall came out or uh, no when the zodiac movie with jake gillillenhall came out they also released like a low-grade shit zodiac that was or i think it was mark ruffalo that was in that zodiac movie but whenever the big zodiac one came out right before it they released like a shitty version of it which i always like better so we're gonna do that uh but yeah thanks for tuning in follow me on on the twitters and the social medias at keith pazel k-e-i-t-h-p-a-e-s-e-l subscribe to the podcast rate review i love you Goodbye.